0: Hello, welcome to the Withy Window Podcast, brought to you by Covenant Coffee. The Withy Window Podcast exists to help men and women have dominion and mastery over their corner of the earth as they build godly households that are sturdy, productive, and joyful. We believe that Jesus Christ is Lord over all, and we desire to see His Word come out our fingertips. And particularly, we desire to build upon the commands of Christ by speaking specifically about the wisdom of applying those commands. My name is Matt. I'm joined here by Sarah once again. Hello. Hey, so today we want to talk about sports and what to do with sports and church gatherings. Oh, Yes. This was a, uh, a recent thing, honestly, that we uh, faced that we weren't intending to face. You want to tell them a yeah. little bit of how we kind of got into that pickle a little bit?
1: Yeah, well, it's really kind of just been a, th- uh, a long, far-off thought of ours. But then here we were in soccer season this fall. Mm-hmm. And for the first
0: time in this particular league.
1: Yeah, and playing and enjoying Saturday games for the whole season. And then we get to the end of the season and realize that there are tournaments. And if you keep doing well in each tournament, you just keep going on and on and on. And then it ushers in the the predicament of Sunday tournament games. And so yeah. then we are faced with the decision, man, we've made a commitment to this team. And then we've had a commitment, obviously, to our church family. And there, it's just, you know, there were some... Some conversation to be had. Yeah,
0: that. yeah. I mean, to give to give us a little bit of credit here, we uh, obviously asked what questions we could. Um, oh, the before the season. season. Yeah, before right. the season, before we committed, and there was no indication of Sunday commitments.
1: Right. Right.
0: Uh, Sunday anything. That's
1: always been important to us. Whenever we sign up for any kind of commitment of a sport and such, we're like, okay, how many practices? How many games and when are, are the games? Because, yeah. well, for one, we want to have evening meals together. So how many pra- practices is a big deal to us. Yeah, And, then of course, game time, when it's going to interfere with our, our church gatherings, that is a, a big deal, uh, to the point where we wouldn't even sign up for it if it was um, going to conflict with that.
0: Yeah. I've seen, you know, we've, we've seen many times where people— uh, particularly as their kids age, getting into high school, and uh, your parents, it's really just weird because... Let me, let, me, let me put it this way. I've never seen a parent who is passionate about their kids following Jesus also passionate about their kids pursuing sports to the nth degree At the cost of other things. Like now, maybe there's people out there who have, who can, who are doing both, Mm -hmm. you know, passionate about their, and and I'm sure there are. Mm -hmm. But usually what I see is parents who give so much of their time and energy to their kids and their sports, and sometimes even to the sacrifice of academics. Sure. (laughs) Um, But definitely their, Passion and uh, fortitude and um, desire to teach their kids the things of God are like—and I'm not being hyperbolic—five or ten percent that of the effort that they give to sports.
1: I can confirm that, too. I'm in a career where there's a lot of small talk with like patient care in the dental field, and I mean— it's not like I've ever come across any family or any parent that says, "Oh yeah, we've just been so busy with, you know, our church family, we've been doing this thing and this thing and this thing." It's all usually has something to do with some kind of hobby, some kind of sport, mm-hmm. some kind of commitment along those lines.
0: Yeah, so I just we want to kind of talk through what what do you do with sports and Sunday gatherings, but not just Sunday gatherings, but really to look at it more holistically. Uh, and that is your commitment and involvement in the church. And so we, I want to kind of break this into largely um, really three aspects, and we'll kind of talk through those. One is going to be like the purpose of sports. Then second, the value of the church and church gatherings particularly. And then the culture of the home and basically talk through how We've talked through this mm-hmm. and where we landed because we found ourselves having to um, think more uh, carefully mm-hmm. uh, through uh, this idea um, than just blanket statements and right. and such. So I, I don't think our conviction changed; it just um, was more carefully nuanced and and now expressed. Sure. So um, so here here's the heart. Here's the kind of the heart of what we want to kind of talk in and around is, do your kids understand the purpose for sports and the value of church gatherings?
2: Right.
0: Do they understand the purpose for sports and the value of church gatherings? So first of all, the purpose of sports, I think most people, when they think of sports for their kids, their primary purpose is, how do I get them to the next level? Like how do I, like people who are of of that sport. Okay. So meaning like how do I get to help them advance? How do I help them um, do really well in high school and Mm -hmm. get to varsity? And then how do I help them uh, play at the next level if possible? And
1: Sure. I would also add maybe that's like uh, at an older age, but the younger age is like, oh, let's get them in some kind of activity. Where they have to listen to someone other than mom and dad. Let's get them with exercise, and sometimes so on the little kid level, it's going to be, let's get them in in an activity where they can learn a skill, Mm -hmm. and get some exercise and run around and be outside.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's I think those are all potential things. I think what what we want to propose that the primary purpose for sports should be is kingdom usefulness, building character for kingdom usefulness. So not that exercise is bad, not that those those um, those things are, are not helpful, not that even um, helping a kid advance to the next level, um, whether that's even to play uh, college ball, right. not, not that that's wrong.
1: All of those are good <clears throat> and, and can appropriate be. purposes. They can be. They can be.
0: But, like, so here's, here's an example, and I heard Wilson give this as an example. Uh, Doug Wilson recently said, like, if, if character is not the the goal, you know, mm-hmm. godly character is not mm-hmm. the goal, and the pursuit of the next level is, mm-hmm. then you're going to have a child get sacrificed, uh, their character sacrificed, for the sake of playing ball at a Division one school. Mm-hmm. You know, some pagan state school, and now all of a sudden, just so that they can go play football, or just so that they can go play, you know, uh, lacrosse or whatever. Now they're just entrenched in this sea of worldliness and um, bad influences, um, just for the sake of them playing ball,
1: without the character having been built all along the way.
0: Yeah, well, and I and I think the, but I think the, his part of his point is that, I don't know that it would ever be good, mm. to put the character, at that kind of a, uh, 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 danger,
1: mm.
0: you know, just to you can go play and play Division One ball,
1: it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, that I mean, mm-hmm. that's the question again. I don't. I, he's, uh, we're not trying to say like it's. It would be immoral always mm-hmm. to make that decision. It's just what's the um is it worth it? I mean yeah. that's that's really the question. Is it worth it? Is it worth your child um being put in that kind of danger
1: just that so environment. That
0: could, just so they could play ball at the next level? Right. So um but with Christians, our goal in everything we do should be the image of Christ. Like right. that's so that's where we're saying building the character for kingdom usefulness. Well that's that's based on the responsibility of godly parents to help their kids grow into the image of Christ, mm-hmm. right? So for it's a Christian, good and
1: pointed purpose there. So,
0: for so for a Christian, this has got to be the purpose, even if they have a chance at making a career out of it. So, even if professional is the potential. They've they've got to be focused on character first and foremost, mm-hmm. and so you know if the if the child is only thinking, and I see this some with our kids too, um, how do I how do I just get to uh, playing at this kind of level of ball? So even as a middle schooler, I see two of our kids that are just well, even all all four of our boys really. Well, man, if if I can just get to playing this good, and if I can just get to playing this good, and I can just get playing to this good.
1: They aim higher than that, too. They want to be professional (laughs) soccer players. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Uh,
0: But they're they're missing the point. And honestly, this is where some of... Like, I've noticed over these past few months that you and I got to do more work, is helping them understand, really, what's the purpose? Why are we doing this? We're not doing this just so that you can go have fun, even though it's part of it. We're not doing this just so that you can get better and play next year and we're not doing this just for those purposes. We're doing this to help you grow as human beings to to love and follow God. That's that's why we're doing this.
1: Yeah. If we don't if we don't do that, if we don't even do a little bit of correction to get us back to that main point and the character building and how we do soccer as Christians, then we're just gonna wallow in the same, you know, kind of peripheral almost at the mark almost at the point um, of building character for kingdom usefulness. But we we do a lot of conversation around the sport. We talk a lot about the sport. We're pretty saturated in it. Um, But if we don't have that pointed building character for kingdom usefulness, then our boys will, um, they'll just miss it.
0: Yeah. And we'll talk more about that particular aspect later when it comes to like the culture of the home.
1: Right. Mm
0: -hmm. Um. But we have to be really careful because mom and dad might be polishing the idol for their child
1: by by not presenting the purpose of that sport um, often.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean I can think of like I can think of examples just in our years of ministry. I can think of one particular one not not too uh, uh, not too long ago, really. And you've got a parent, parents, and a child who is seemingly doing well at that sport. Um, and they are giving hours and hours and hours every week to helping this child chase this sport while spending little to, to no time helping them love their church or love their Bible.
1: I grow in reading their Bible and yeah. having the conversations Um, through the scriptures and such like that, that's easy because you know sports can be sports are fun, sports are an enjoyable gift from God, and of course, like any idol, we take a gift from God and and just make it the ultimate thing.
0: Yeah, and and you know, someone might ask, well, how do you know all those like details in their life? And I'd say, well, because it was evident in mom and dad, Mm. mom and dad's lack of love for the church and for the scriptures was very evident. So if it was lacking in them, then they were not uh uh sharing it with their kids um and particularly this child and you know the the sad thing is that that child, when they get to college, is done mm-hmm. like unless God intervenes in some incredible mm-hmm. miraculous way that mm-hmm. that child, when they get outside of the home and they're faced with all these other influences is is going to be gone but why it was because back at at home they they didn't learn the the priority of, of what do we love and what submits to what and
1: right. And we'll get to that later on in this podcast too. This this time about the value of church gatherings and then the culture. Yeah. So some good some tips to see where we can all improve on saturating our home with that.
0: Yeah. So there's you know, when it comes to building character, like there's so much to be learned in sports, like how to respond to authority.
1: Sure, like you know how to deal with kids on your team that are less committed than you are. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it can be really frustrating. <laughs> how do you deal with that emotionally and mm-hmm. relationally?
0: Yeah, and and you got like I would encourage you, like not just to tell them, uh, you know, just deal with it or whatever. But how do how do you instruct your kids to go instruct those other kids? Mm-hmm. You know. To hold them accountable, to speak to them, it, maybe they need to keep their mouth shut, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: but maybe they just need to be a leader and go say, "Hey, like, mm-hmm. why are you playing on this team if you're not going to practice?" Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I or hey, when you did that, uh, when you made that mistake in the game, maybe you should go home and practice that mm-hmm. more. You know, um, <laughs> how do you deal with a coach that's less committed? Mm. Um, I think that's something we dealt with recently. You sure.
1: know, you know how to deal with kids on the team who are not good and who, you know, depending That's on what level. That's not the word I wrote. Oh, I know. I, <laughs> Come on. On what level, you know, our younger kids had teammates that were chasing butterflies.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Or taking off their shirt and twirling it around. Like, it was it was fun.
0: <laughs> I remember one kid, and this is, I mean, this is like upper middle school, right? Who, um, on our older kids' team. Mm-hmm. Who, like, there was someone charging at him, and he just kicks the ball out, mm-hmm. like, because he was afraid of getting, like, oh, man, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, Or how to, again, how to deal with kids you don't put the time in, you know? Yeah. And, um,
1: different levels of commitment, different levels of interest, and maybe their parents just stuck them on the team <laughs> for <laughs> exercise or for, as a babysitting thing or, you know. So, so yeah, bu- your kids are character. yeah, and your kids are going to be faced with all that those relationship mm-hmm. challenges and and maybe potential leadership opportunities.
0: Yeah, uh, good stuff. Yep, good opportunities. So one caution I would say is be careful that you don't um, or be careful that you assess the coach correctly and that you don't assume just because he has worldly good characteristics in coaching that he is or she is great for your child. Um, So when I say that, just like worldly good at coaching, you know, maybe he or she's a good motivator, maybe they are disciplined, maybe they push the kids, maybe they hold them accountable, maybe they understand the game well, like those are things that would Mm -hmm. make a a good, a worldly good coach, and those are all valuable things, Mm -hmm. certainly, But uh, does that coach um, love the Lord and help your kids to play the game in a way that serves the Lord and that loves Him?
1: Sure, and for God's glory. And most likely not. I mean, (laughs) most likely not. Um, And so that's where the parents come in. And the parents need to be that Christian coach um, for their child in that sports realm.
0: Yeah. So understanding the value of sports... And it's rightful place. I think, particularly for fathers, the danger is I want my kid to be an all star. Mm -hmm. Like, even at those younger years, it's that. Like, I even felt myself experience some of that this past year. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and our kids were legitimately good. I mean, Mm -hmm. on on all four of them on their respective teams Mm -hmm. were. On the top side mm-hmm. of skill level,
1: which on makes their it team. really fun. Makes it fun to watch. <laughs> it does. Makes you proud. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: uh, and then tempts you. I was going to say it makes it easy.
1: It makes it easy to be like oh, and compromise some convictions potentially yeah. because you're wrapped up in the joy and the the fulfillment that you're getting yeah. with watching your child excel.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And then you're like, well, should we miss church? Well, if we miss church, they'll lose because our kids aren't there.
1: <laughs> right. And, and, and you different. have a commitment. And, and
0: That's different. Hang on. Mm-hmm. But that's different than, well, you know, our kid won't be missed because he's out there. Uh, he's not picking dandelions anyways. Yeah. You know? That that makes it easier. That's even before you get to the commitment thing. right? Um, so... Yeah, so now let's talk about the value of church gatherings, the value of character building in sports, the value of church gatherings. Um, certainly, you have the scriptural mandate in Hebrews eleven. Don't forsake the gathering. Um, there's not a um, uh, a prescription in there of just exactly what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Is it ever okay to miss a gathering? Like, and I, I think any of us would say, well, that's not what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think when it came to COVID we failed miserably and missed too many Sundays. Um, you know, but would it have been okay to miss a couple or three? Um, I think if we were to do it over again, that might be where we would land. Um, mm-hmm. but but no more than that. Um so the so but what is the what is the passage saying? But it it certainly means don't forsake it. It's gotta be a priority. Right. Right. Um, all throughout the scriptures, the physical gathering of God's people is crucial. I mean, you see that all throughout the Old Testament, all throughout the New Testament. You see that in Revelation and where we're headed to, Mm -hmm. uh, around the throne, like the physical gathering and grouping of God's people is is crucial.
1: You think of like, you know, and even in history, the underground church, how people would risk their lives to gather with Mm -hmm. other believers. There's something there that they needed. There was um, spiritual feeding, spiritual community that they needed to the point where they would be secretive Mm -hmm. and risk lives to be there and experience it. And, uh, you know, so there's certain aspects of Christ that can only be known to you when you are with the body of Christ. And if you don't, if you're not there, there will be things of Christ that you will never know, you'll never experience, and the Christ and God designed it that way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So um, let's talk about for a second about culture, like the culture uh, not just around us, but the culture of your home and the culture of the church. Just like we want our kids to filter the world through the culture of their home, mm-hmm. we want them to filter the world through the culture of their church. Um. So, like if if you're in your church, and the the glories of God, and rejoicing as we worship the King, and hearing the Word, and and taking pleasure in those things, and and then getting to work mm-hmm. for the glory of God. If those things are not a part of the culture of the church, then it's going to be really easy to then make uh, sports your religion, mm-hmm. or and, and I think I don't think anyone listening here is going to go to that extreme, at least explicitly. But but it's easy for sports to displace the value of gathering if the if the gathering is not um, uh, viewed rightly itself.
1: Right, and you know I think it's really it's really the landscape of a lot of families to not have that value of the church yeah. gathering, and why. And I, my hunch is that fathers are not in leadership in church, so therefore they're just they're an, an, an attender versus a leader of some sort, or they're an attender versus um, a participant, mm-hmm. an engaged participant participant that's going to be engaged in the sermon, engaged in the scriptures, engaged in gr- in their own spiritual growth, um, and if they're not doing those things, then they are going to just attend. Therefore their families are just going to attend. And when you attend only, that's just the minimum, then you're just you just don't have much, what do you call it? Like much stakes in it. Mm-hmm. Much oomph in it.
0: Yeah. Well it's not going to be your defining reality. Yeah. It's not going to be the filter through which you see everything else. And it won't be and, exactly and I, think, and I think we have to be careful because this is not just uh like a, a mega church attendee Problem, mm-hmm. um, and when I'm not picking on mega churches, but like on on churches where it's very entertainment driven, mm-hmm. where it's very just lighthearted participation driven, mm-hmm. it, it you know certainly is in that case where when the church culture is just we're gonna go and watch mm-hmm. instead of go and be mm-hmm. uh, when we're just gonna go and like feel good about God for a moment. Instead of, we're going to go and serve God mm-hmm. excitingly, mm-hmm. Uh, excitedly, and and then go serve Him mm-hmm. and live for Him excitedly and, mm-hmm. and thankfully and under His mercy and grace, um, then it's really easy to find something else to go live under its mercy and its grace and serve it. Sure. So then it becomes the sport, or it mm-hmm. becomes the instrument, or, or whatever but it's not just true in in you know fog machines and strobe mm-hmm. light kind of churches but but it's also true in you know down home rural traditional churches sure where that all they do is sing hymns and with a piano you can walk into some of those and and the culture of that church is just as dead mm-hmm. as the culture of the big mega church meaning those people are not uh rejoicing in the Lord and thankful for His mercy and ready to go do hard work. They're not ready for that either. So we were men, we were creature creatures created to rejoice and do hard work. Yeah. We were, we were created to put our hands to the task, and both men and women in their various ways. And so we're going to, instead of giving that to the Lord because the church is leaving a void... Mm-hmm. We're going to give that to something else. And sports is an easy, easy mm-hmm. uh, option because it's work, it's hard, it's got community, you've got goals, there's glory, mm-hmm. there's worship, mm-hmm. there's everything. that that. That's why when people say, uh, well, I wish people would worship in church like they do at a football stadium. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. That's a good question mm-hmm. to ask. Well, why do they do that? Because um, for some of them, it's because they just love that sport more than they do Jesus, and they go to a good church. It's just, mm-hmm. um, it just hasn't uh, sunk into them yet by mm-hmm. God's grace and their humility and certainly lack thereof. <clears throat> but it also could be because their church is dead, right? So when they go to church, why would I worship? <laughs> like
1: So if you go to a church that has a church culture that sucks, <laughs> <laughs> then what do you do? You don't always and maybe not even hop to another church that their culture is amazing. You ought to stay and help fix that yeah. church culture. Yeah. Be in, you know, with by God's grace, with under the church's leadership, help fix that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now I you'll You'll find whether or not the church is alive (laughs) by the church. Go
1: to the church leadership.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and just be careful. Like when when I I don't mean like uh, for the church to be alive means they have to sing upbeat songs that strike your fancy. Mm -hmm. What I mean is, are they um, cherishing and rejoicing in the Lord? And that could look like singing a hymn Mm -hmm. with you know Mm hmm and it could look like a guitar mm-hmm. in singing along like and but it doesn't just like in the singing it's in the preaching it's in the praying it's in the benedictions it's in the liturgy it's in the conversations afterwards yes. right um that's where we see as a church rejoicing in the sustaining and power of the lord you know an example from us was given today actually by one of our members who who works for um and and he'll he'll know this. He listens, but um, who works for a public library, and basically the uh, the library is has denied him a promotion four times in five years, and it finally was explicitly stated that it's because of his religious and political beliefs. Mm. And my point is not the discrimination, the mm-hmm. horrid discrimination that was just taking place against our member and the persecution there against our member, but his his thankfulness was because he's a part of a church that has prepared him for that moment, yeah. to walk through that with confidence mm-hmm. and boldness and with rejoice. His head, with his head held up mm-hmm.
1: and rejoicing, like, okay, yeah. thank you, God, that I was counted worthy to be denied this. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I think... Um, you know, I don't think he would mind me saying this, but one of the things he was thankful for in this uh, situation is that the, it, it finally, someone had the, the guts to actually say it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he thinks it was trying to say it for his good. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning, like, hey, this is, I know you're in a hard spot. This is the, um, like, just know this is going to be a roadblock you're going to keep hitting. Right. And, and my point is not like the details of the situation. My point is that he was thankful for that. Like, he was he recognizing was thankful, God's kindness exactly, in that.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: And, mo- and most of us would be like, oh, how do I war here? How do I fight here? And 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 because the church hasn't taught them how to do that, then they go to sports mm. and they learn how to fight and war there. Right. So all of that to say, like your your church culture has got to be what it should be, uh, in order for us to really view sports rightly, or to kind of to put these pieces together.
1: Yeah. So that we, as created beings, to worship thing to worship something, um, can be worshiped and aimed at the right thing, and not let in this context specifically the sports, yeah. um, be that.
0: Let me let a little bit of the cat out of the bag. What? When it comes to deciding how much do we miss and what do we not? Like how many Sundays? Like I I don't think the Bible puts a, a limit on that. Puts a but there is you have to look at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. So what is your view and how how well is it clicking in the value of the sport with the kids, the right values for the sport, what is the value of church gatherings and how much of that is your kid getting? And then lastly, now a home culture that values the church and values sports rightly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So and and particularly the kid, are they valuing it rightly? Mm-hmm. So my what I'm saying is that if if this formula is out of whack somewhere, then you might have to pull back sports Mm -hmm. um, before it gets out of hand, Mm -hmm. before it goes too far. So, So lastly, a home culture that values the church gathered and the church in general. So in this case, church isn't just something we go do, but it's something that is at the center of our lives. Like, this is something that we sift the rest of the world through. We think about... Um, like, everything we do as a home flows to and from the body of Christ.
1: So that might take some intentional change of mom and dad to remember that. Yeah. Because if mom and dad aren't thinking through this filter, the kids are not going to get it. No. So mom and dad have to uh, just plaster that in their conversation and be reminded yeah. at, by it. I think they would get reminded by our church culture— Definitely, like through home gatherings and and com- just conversation. That's just what our church is about. Um, but it has to be intentional, an intentional commitment from mom and dad um, to make decisions with the value of the church as being the center of your life. Meaning like everything that you do as a home flows to and from the body of Christ. For instance, if you're going to make a decision on what all to do, like maybe on a, a during the day, that you have later that evening a church event, maybe you need to do a little bit less on that day mm-hmm. so that you, your family, your children, mom, like dad, that you have energy and intentionality for the evening event of the church and the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. But that has to be explicit. You can't just, you know, you got to not only just do it, but you also got to talk about it. Yeah, teach it. Mm-hmm, teach it.
0: Yeah, and then tell your kids they got to teach... Their kids to teach their kids to teach their kids and yep. and so on, yeah, absolutely. Like I would just just ask a simple question like this: How often do you and your family talk about your church, mm-hmm. like in a positive, godly, mm-hmm. loving, seeking the interest, uh, seeking the best interest of others mm-hmm. and not just the interest of ourselves? Mm-hmm. Like how how often is that conversation happening in your home? You know, for us. It's happening on a daily basis, multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. There are conversations swirling in and around our home, from our kids to the parents, from kids to kids, from parent to parent, from parent to kids, uh, of things concerning the body of Christ. So that's a that's a regular part of our culture. So we we think through that lens. So so what I what I mean is like we are filtering what we do or don't do through what's best for the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, we're a part of the body of Christ, so as a part of that equation is also what's best for our family. Mm-hmm. And the Church is going to want what's best for our family, because they should be looking out for our best interest as well. So, But filtering what we do and what we don't do through that.
1: Sure. Like, for instance, like if I'm going to pray for someone in our Church body that I know needs prayer, it'd be so easy for me just to pray on my own. But how valuable would it be to bring one or some of my children along and say, hey, you know, so-and-so at church has this going on today, and let's pray. Let's pray for them, and let's think upon them and see how we can help them. Like maybe just through prayer, maybe through taking them a meal. You know, bring your kids into that. Um, You know, and then also serving together. Um, bringing your kids along in the capacity that you serve. Like, are you making coffee on Sunday mornings? Bring your child along with you and tell, tell them why and what we're doing. On your way to church, um, help your kids and yourself get out of autopilot mode and pray with your kids on the way to church, knowing and just reminding all of y'all, this is not just us just to go attend. Like, we're going to go and we're going to see what kind of conversations we can have. Not that we can just talk about what we've done. Let's go see how other people are doing. And let's get there a little early so that we have that that space to do it. And we're yeah. not just rushing to the bathroom and rushing to get our seats and, and such, but serving together. You can bring your kids along with things that you already do.
0: Yeah. So I think the maybe the, I just thought of this, but maybe the question to ask would be like, what's the aroma of your home as it relates to these things? Mm. Um. We talk, you know, Wilson, uh, Doug Wilson used that example in the marriage. What's the aroma of the marriage? But in this situation, I want to use that same metaphor like, what's the aroma of the home? Does the aroma smell more like uh, we really love sports? Mm -hmm. And that is our chief aim? Because here's the deal you can say, well, our chief love is Christ. But if the chief thing you talk about, is the sport, right, or academics, or whatever, then, and not talking about those things as they relate to the glory of God and the submission of Christ, the exaltation of Christ, um, then then Christ is not your chief aim. Mm-hmm. And second, um, very practically, you and your wife or you and your spouse might be able to distinguish in your head. We've talked three hours today about sports, and only 30 minutes about Christ, but we love Christ supremely. Mm -hmm. You guys might be able to walk with that kind of uh, intellectual distinction, Mm -hmm. but for a fifth grader, they don't have that. Mm -hmm. They assign length of time given to one thing with weight, without the ability to make that distinguish internally. Mm -hmm. They can't separate. They... They're not going to filter that correctly. For them, three hours versus half hour, the three hour thing's more important. Mm-hmm. Always. That's how they're gonna walk away. They're they're just more simple minded. Sure. And that, that's okay. Um, but that's just so you always you just
1: need that. to think through how what is my kid taking away from us? Mm-hmm. What what's the most important value that they're that they're getting? And usually it's uh, how much time are you spending on what?
0: Yeah. So what's the What's the aroma of the home? So how does your home talk about sports and life? Does the culture of your home scream sports or everything? Is that all you ever watch on TV? Do your kids see you give more attention to sports or to teaching them the Bible? you know those are those are good good practical questions for you to to answer. So one of the things, and this is super practical but I've said this a million times over the years uh, or some you know variations of this. So I just want to say it here, so that it's—I think, think it's helpful. Typical family cultures will miss. I feel like I'm being generous here. Three to four Sundays a year for illnesses. Mm-hmm. Right? You think I'm being generous? Is it? Yes. At least that.
1: Especially, you know, you got families who like the one parent is sick, or then if you have multiple children, mm-hmm. then each of their sicknesses. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and speaking the, of, sickness, and then you get the people who are like, yeah
0: you know, real flaky, and if they got the sniffles,
1: right, they miss too. Exactly. And on that, like, speaking of sickness, like, if you would go to work and work through your workday with the sniffles...
0: Or whatever you or got. Or
1: whatever you've got, then then you can come to church. I think people separate those things, like, well, it's love of neighbor to not get them sick. You know, you've really got to use some wisdom, but I, I, I sense that there's...
0: A double standard.
1: A lot of times... Yeah, a lot of times um, you just, you'll you go to work because that's where the paycheck is. <laughs> yeah. But you can rest up on Sundays and not go to church so that you can go to work. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. You know, and, so, and if you would that. send your kids to school um, with such and such little ailment, then you can bring them to church. Yep. It, it would be easy to keep them either closer to your side. If you are concerned about them getting others sick and such, but yep. you know it's it's one of those things where you just sometimes you just gotta love Christ more um, and show that by by coming and attending and needing the Word of God mm-hmm. fed to you. That's right.
0: So you have people at least three to four times a year missing for illnesses. Right. Then people miss three to four Sundays. Here I'm just using the example of Sundays. Sunday's a year for vacation and or weekend trips, mm-hmm. right? The long weekends, Memorial Day, Labor Day, and and then they took a week of vacation. They missed the Sunday before and the Sunday afterwards. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, just right there alone, you one week of vacation, two long weekends, mm-hmm. and you're gone four Sundays. Mm-hmm. So again, I think I'm being, again, generous there. And so before even getting to sports, you've missed at least 15% of Sunday gatherings.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's That is like pushing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I now you're starting to get to a big chunk mm-hmm. so now you tack on four more sundays for sports and all of a sudden you've missed 25 it's it's technically like 23 point something percent um, but i rounded up to so 25 that's one-fourth of your sunday gatherings that that you've missed
1: you know and parents you really have to watch that their own attitudes and their demeanor and their their tones when they miss, even for sickness, they miss for vacation, like whatever you're missing for, like, is there a, um, like a, like a remorse, like a sadness, like, Oh, we're going to miss this, you know, or, Oh, I we're, we really don't want to miss this, you know, like, or is it just like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're going to go on vacation, but you know, no big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, what, is it a little more lackadaisical just the way it goes? is like, are you, you maybe excited for vacation, but are you talking to your kids about, Oh man, we're really going to miss, yeah. Sunday yeah we're gonna really I miss was,
0: the word I was encouraged by that with our with our kids like when we when we missed those couple Sundays they're in varying degrees with respective to their ages and Lord willing sanctification uh, progress there is a measure of that like how oh, we don't want to miss church mm-hmm. you know we there there was a measure I, I think I want to see more um, certainly but Yeah, how much is there remorse, or is it just, ah, this is what we do. Sunday is something we kick to the curb when we have to, you know, and it's no big deal.
1: So do you want to mention why those couple Sundays you just talked about? like
0: Yeah, what do you mean mention them?
1: Well, (laughs) well, just the fact that we missed them and why.
0: Yeah, well, so I think maybe we'll get to the summary here. Okay. And then... It'll lead us to or what our assessment was. Oh, perfect. So the summary, it's like to summarize, how rock solid is your family in the things of God? Like, what's the aroma of your household? Do your kids think life is governed by God's word? Do your kids see and believe and enjoy the the church at the center?
1: Yeah. Do your kids see you leading holistically in the things of God? You know, reaching out to the. The, to your fingertips, with everything that you do.
0: Yeah. Like, what's the culture of your home? Are the kids, and you and you might have to ask someone to give this assessment, are the kids living in a way that sports are at the center of their life? Mm-hmm. And then you're over there polishing that turd for them. Like, is that is that <laughs> is that what, what you want?
1: <laughs> you're polishing the idol?
0: Yes. Okay. The, yeah that that thing like, is, are you polishing it for them like that that's terrible <laughs> people can't see you laughing or rolling your eyes
1: well i was like what that's gross well
0: it is gross <laughs> and this will stick in people's yes it will heads <laughs> for, yeah anyways moving on don't you don't want to belabor the metaphor too far um like what what is your is your kids going to um, are they walking away with the right
1: values and the right with the right priorities? Af- the right affections. Mm-hmm. And and then just assessing and summarizing like how rock solid is your family and the things of God and how often are you missing already? And yeah. for what? And with what is your demeanor yeah. with those? Yeah. Because you can really creep up on, you know, twenty five percent very quickly. Yeah.
0: So for us, we um we ended up skipping church for two soccer games, right?
1: Yes, two Sundays. For
0: two Sundays. And the our assessment and talking to our elders mm-hmm. that the aroma of our home, um, that we were not in danger of polishing that idol mm-hmm. for our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, now, here's the reality. Just because that's the assessment now doesn't mean that's the assessment in six months. Right. Or does it mean it's the assessment for all of our kids? That's
1: a good word. Yeah. We we always need to do exactly what we did this time. Yeah. Each time. Yep. And that's assessing with these questions that we even listed here on the podcast and um, talking to our elders. Like, yeah. what is the aroma of our home right now? Because we even thought about, you know, there's there's fall soccer, there's indoor soccer in the winter, there's spring soccer. Mm-hmm. And and now we know that f- at least fall and spring soccer, you know, they all have tournaments. Um, We thought it was, you know, there was just a little bit of confusion with the league that we joined. We didn't know that there were tournaments. But now we know that. And, you know, we were to think, um, you know, if there was more tournaments, like we've done enough now. Like if we were to play spring soccer at all, we, any Sunday tournaments and such, you know, at this point.
0: Yeah, I just you
1: know, this is enough that we 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 spent we decided two Sundays this time, and um, that was that's enough for right now.
0: And those two Sundays we missed for soccer is going to affect what kind of vacation Mm -hmm. and such that we do too. Like I'm not saying we 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 won't do any, but it's gonna have a bearing because we've already missed two Sundays with the body that that's gonna affect. If we
1: if we were to take a vacation, and we wouldn't miss any extra or whatever superfluous is that a, that, that kind of word
0: um, Sundays. <laughs> we we will be careful. Uh, like that's going to be a, a factor. Mm-hmm. So it's not just going to be well we miss two here, but we're still going to go miss four Sundays for vacation. Sure, as if it's just a duh no brainer. But now it's a factor that has to be considered into that.
1: You know, when we do go camping, we we. Try really hard, and we make it happen. Usually, we just come home. before well, yeah. Sunday. If there's
0: if there's no need to be gone, yeah. Like if if it's just an easy, like, even mild effort to just come on back, like just come on back. Yeah. You know, and and part of it, I've I've said that many times because there are going to be the Sundays where you just can't help it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you're going to be sick,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or there's going to be that thing. Like and and, and so if you want to leave room for that, you got to save save those days. -hmm. So, and this is not us being legalistic about it, if anything. Uh, We're just trying to be really careful. And um, so, anyways, I hope that's helpful. Um, I hope, uh, I know that's where we've landed at this moment, but uh, you know, convictions and the application of those convictions and stuff shift over time and situations are different. And uh, so, hopefully, we've given you some principles to think think through. Yeah, Yeah, to consider. So, uh, well, we'd like to thank you for joining us this week. If you'd like to support, this, uh, then please visit our Patreon page, become a supporter today, and certainly go leave us a a five-star review when you get a moment. Um, Now go seek God and His Word as you build your household through dominion and mastery to be joyful, sturdy, and productive.